Hi, welcome to The Moments with me, Jermaine Philando. And this is The Moments. Welcome back. And I have a special episode today. This is the first time we had a man. So our first male. This is Antonio Washington. Hey. <laughs> what up? Antonio Washington is a screenwriter and also a comic of now a year and keep going. And so much more. And he's a husband of well, husband of a dog of a dog. No, he's a husband, he has a wife and also a cat you and a dog. A white boy on the fridge and you're like, who's that? Is that what that you paused for a minute? <laughs> I didn't pause because of that. That's not I just was pausing because it was like, whoa. It sounds weird. There's no there's no kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's not mine on oh. the fridge. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, this is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments um, is to do with people. It's because, like, we met you. I met you through comedy, but you also do screenwriting. And for the last, like, six, seven months, you've been in a lot of competitions. And you place really fairly high. How's screenwriting? Um, it's it's fun. It's lonely. I think that's why some people don't like follow through with it. Because mm. um, you're you're making, and maybe you'll get this because you do improv in the character work. Mm. <clears throat> it's you making like a bunch of people that don't exist, and I think. Everyone knows that when you create like a, a screenplay or a story, whatever, or even a, a improv scene. But I think with improv, it'll help you. It's uh, you're making characters like on the fly, mm. and in screenwriting, that takes forever because you almost gotta like get in their head. Like I'm writing, I'm working on something now, and it's creepy because it's like a, a diary entry. You're just talking like this person, you know. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, my friend, you know, oh, I'm in this relationship, but I'm not feeling it. But you, you can't you can't talk like you at all. It has to be this other person. And then you just, like, you, you do that, you get in the zone, and then you're done. And then you give it some time, and then you make a new person. Like, as a, as a male, it's like, I, I want to make female characters, so, like, that's another interesting thing. Oh. How do you write a female character as a cisgendered male? And not have them just be like, I don't know. With tropes? Y'all like tits and ass and <laughs> the, the stupid blonde, like shit like that. Like thinking outside of those tropes. like you. That is saying. true. That is traditional for most people because um, a lot of movies that now exist have like female directors and female writers. And now the story with women have more in depth instead of like the original. Sometimes you're always shocked like a man wrote this, mm -hmm. but the woman has depth. Mm -hmm. So it's like gotten a lot easier over the last like century or the last 10 years especially because like most of the like best actresses they've all had like so much in depth characters. Like the Woman King people went to see that mainly so they can be like alright Oscar bus we gotta see it. Yeah. I just watched Black Panther too. And I was like, Angela Bassett was a shit. She went through some shit. It feels like I haven't seen it either yet. Um, but it feels like if you took those movies, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it feels like The Woman King would be a prequel. It, it would feel like that's how Wakanda was founded, and then you hit him with the... Because mm -hmm. they both had the same look. 
It does look very funny because the Woman King still looks more tribal. Whereas, like, Wakanda Forever is like, Woman King, if this was the decades ago. Right. This was was centuries ago. Whereas, Wakanda Forever, like, I don't know where it's at, but I like it. This is the new... It's like, most people wanted to go to Wakanda. After you saw the first week, like, you know what? Because Wakanda is dope because it... It's it's tech, but it's not um, harming the environment, you know. Yes. Like all their shit doesn't like <laughs> poison their water or make them like unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Anyone want to live there? Yeah. And this is the moment. So this is some of your favorite moments in the world. It kind of varies from everything, cause like every person's different. Like my favorite moment sometimes is really eating chicken. And that's weird to say as a black. I can't talk about chicken while I'm on the same episode. That's the thing. Why? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a racial it's a it's a racist thing that you do. Yeah, the joke I used to have. I was like, oh, I said I love fried chicken. As long as I say Bob in the same sentence, we good. Oh. Uh, and then it goes, oh, 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 oops. Damn it! I'm go back to the council. <laughs> What's one of your recent favorite moments that you've had this like this like last six months? Last six. Yeah, six months to a year. Um, anything. Anything. This is all about you. Probably the uh, placing in the contest. I didn't. Okay. In UCC. No, not that. Oh, oh that was that was cool the too. The writers contest. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> but, um, no, the, the writing thing. I didn't. What's dope is that you're in groups. Of like, there's 32 groups, and uh, it was 30 groups within those groups of writers. It was like 1,500 writers or some shit. Oh, hell yeah. So I was a group 18. What's great is that I was placing top 15 out of the group of 30 and getting points. Yeah. I didn't, I I came out with like 11 points, because I got 9th and 1 and 14th on another one. And one got you 9 points, one got you like 3 but to move on, that you would add up the two points you got from the round, and some writers are getting like twenty-seven. Like fuck, man. But that's what's that's what's been great about it. Years okay. ago, I wouldn't have even placed because they're just like, no, nah, we don't like it. And I've been denied a fuckload of times. Oh, like, I've written garbage. Well, that's that, trash. It's true, but also the thing about experiencing with even comedy as well as your writing, the more you wrote, you probably been a screenwriter now since you graduated with probably what six years to ten years? Uh was like seven or eight. So eight years of now experience as a experienced writer, you don't even probably process like you used to. No, I don't. See? Which was weird. It, I was so like basic when I first started and shitty dialogue and character descriptions just talking about what they wore, which is a big no no. Like don't oh he's wearing black pants and uh, leather jacket like <laughs> I mean you can write that if it matters to the character well that's so funny about like I had an episode with um someone else and I was like it's weird to be around comics or people because they understand beats comedy beats or there are people that have details and that's what's so weird about your friends because they're always talking about some, I don't know what I was wearing pink says truths Violet? Yeah. And it's like this part of the story does not matter. Oh, Get no. to when you was getting railed, getting getting ran over by this train. You said you just got hit by a train. Yeah. How about the damn train? What color was the train? Yeah. Was it red? And you didn't see the train coming? 
<laughs> yeah, see, with that, like, if this character got hit by a train and you wanted to make something pertinent to their clothing, you can be like, the character gets hit by the train and, like, her shoe <laughs> is, like, found at the scene. And then that shoe ties into the story. Maybe her husband bought it for her or it was passed down from her mom. And then the story comes about shoes, but maybe it's about family. Yeah, it's a whole movie called In Her Shoes. See? That, <laughs> no, it, it really is because um, I forgot the, yeah, I forgot one of them. One of them is the United States of Terror. Um, I've seen that. But that's the person that's in it, and it's Cameron Diaz and her. Oh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette and her, and they're both two separate women. One's dumb, Cameron Diaz, and she has a learning disability, but she never knew all her life that she had a learning disability. And then the sister is really smart, but she's plain. But all she loves all her life was these beautiful shoes. Mm-hmm. And then the sister steals one of her shoes, and then they have this whole, like, tussle. And then the sister goes to see their aunt, and that's just how she becomes a nicer person. It takes a while. It's kind of like Cameron Diaz is one of her only, like, one of the, like one of seven really serious roles, even though it's sweet. I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've... I know I haven't seen it. What, uh, what year was it? Like, 2006, like, between 2006, 2008. It's around the era of, like... There are chick flunks, but also they're good ones. Like there's a movie called Rachel Getting Married. Good movie. It just has um it just has it's just who's in it sometimes that makes the movie like, oh, this is good to watch. Anne Hathaway is Rachel. Um she's not Rachel, she's the problem person of the movie. But eh, it's an interesting thing. It's easy to be like, Oh shoes, like yeah, it's really literally a movie about shoes. But that's what's so funny because people now rap about that now. But what they have, I think Fergie was the, well, no, I think Little Kim and then Fergie was the only two main artists that were like, yo, I got Prada. And after that, they will start, like, advertising them. Yeah. So low-key became influencers doing that now. Yeah. It's such a creepy world we live in. It's a funny society. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your favorite times on stage? One of my favorite talents on the oh, stage? Oh, time. Oh, times on stage. Yeah, I talk really odd. Um, okay. I want to say this my is... first festival show, that brunch one was good. Yeah, it was good. It was very intriguing because um, it was like day t- day three of the festival this year. It says the this is North Carolina Comedy Festival. And you were one of three comics, and it was an improv team mm-hmm. and a sketch. A sketch. It was, yeah, and sketch. It was like a hybrid show. It was such a hybrid, but the wildest thing is to see it helps people because a lot of now like improv groups add like comics to their shows, especially with long form. We don't talk about it a lot, but the. Idiot Box has a lot of short form, which is like games, so they can help the crowd because it kind of just makes sure the crowd understands you and it kind of like repeats, repeats, repeats where you like like all the characters. Long form, for some people, they're like, <laughs> I don't, oh God, these people, the so next 10 minutes. Long form isn't, uh, there's no games. It's... it's games, but it's just scene work more. It's more like, it's like games within it, but it's like development more. 
I've only gone to one practice. We've practiced some of it, like, throughout it. Because, like, there's games that you'll learn. You'll go back to it, son. Mm-mm. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I did what I... No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going back. Ah, damn. I ain't going back. I say that, and then I do. I mean, I mean, it's cool. Um, what my favorite... But, yeah. I love your, um... You have such a very, like, descriptive, like, mindset. So how you perform is very interesting and very intriguing because you'll have the joke and then you'll make sure people kind of, like, hear it. So you have a broad, like, stroke to, like, make sure people get it. Hmm. Which is really dope. Oh, thank you. I didn't even know I was doing that. Oh, you're welcome. I don't share my, um... (laughs) I I give a lot of people compliments. Yeah, I give people compliments a lot of times on this podcast, and everyone doesn't know how to, like, take it, because I'm not, like, the, I'm a complimentary person in life. I'm very supportive. Big cheerleader. <laughs> so, that's a lot to be someone's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Comics friend. Comic friendships are, because people are like, you got, you sad, and I'm the happy. Oh. Well, that's why I feel bad about starting, because um, I've only, I'm from Virginia, mm-hmm. so... I lived here two years, and COVID happened, and then I started comedy. Yeah, um, you're one of my you're one of the COVID kids. Yeah, and that's when I met like a hundred something people. Because when, <laughs> when I had Instagram, bro, before comedy, I only had like fifteen followers. Really? Since, yeah, since meeting y'all, it's grown, and not not just because of the number, just because I've met like a bunch of cool people. Yeah, yeah, but it's you have a um even your social media presence is funny because you naturally see like there's memes and then there's also your own ideas like you have a thing you posted once about like the like a color schemes on a, of a movie and i was like shit i never realized this oh the color theory show mm-hmm. yeah and then i guess what i saw then it became a series on a thailand show <laughs> yeah one character does like color theory most of his thing and then they get, like, it's a very, like, love rom-com moment. You're like, huh. Yeah. It's interesting. I, the, the color theory stuff is cool. I like it because it's, like, the visual part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the mood, I guess, of the film is why I like the color theory thing. Yeah. But I don't I don't use it when I write at all. I don't. It's... I think it would be too hard to um do that both. Like, it feels yeah. like. It's not a part of that process. It's part of the film process, so they can be like, all right. Because, like, one of my biggest moves I could probably go for that is, like, I think Prunch Struck Love. Because it goes from, like, normal scenes, and then it goes from, like, a whole stray of color. And it'll be like, he's in his mega mode. You don't realize it, and you're like, oh, okay, he flipped. Then uh, he does his, he wears his suit most of the movie in Prunk Love, Prunk Love Trunk. Punch Trunk Love. Punch Trunk Love. And why does things like it's a great movie, technically, also a rom com. Why do I know this so much about this? Because I watched it recently. I was like, it is good, but also he does need help. And the wildest thing is, in the beginning of the movie, all he does is ask his sister's like husband, "Hey, I know you're Dennis, but uh, who's in? Is Drew Barrymore in that? Mm-mm. It's a British woman." I it's another one I've heard of. I finally saw it. I had it on my laptop for like years. It's one of the few movies that was like, I've always liked Out of Tennis. I had a DVD, never watched it, went over to someone's house, like, just as a friend, and watched it with them. And I was like, 
this movie is horrifying. I guess one of the few times that, like, it's a great movie, but at the same time, it's like, Adam Sandler would play really, like, great characters. And, like, he's such a serious, such a, like, different side of him. Because you'd be like, he's so funny. Not in that movie. That's Oscar worthy. I don't, I don't hate rom-coms. That's I, cool. There was just, I only had a few that I liked. Okay. It was, before my wife, it was, it was Knocked Up. Knocked up. That counts. <laughs> Four year version. Four year version. That counts. That does but count. When we were dating, never been kissed. Fucking uh, ten things I hate about you. The proposal. Uh-huh. Uh Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, never seen that one actually. Yeah, it was good. That's all I'm ever saying. I saw the proposal because I think I remember the to the window. Uh, the to one with uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, all about Steve. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. But I know it's fucking stupid funny. Cause I was like, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's like I would never have done those to movies watch it ever. That's normal. Um, rom coms is funny to the people who watch. I think you're more of a drama or like action. But also, like, I know you, you've probably seen way more movies than I have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Don't maybe, know maybe not. The things different between us is that my dad has a big ass um, library of movies. So many movies. My mom took me to see uh, Amistad you when, when it was in theaters because she wanted to see it. You know, she took the day off work. She <laughs> took me. It was Amistad and Beloved. You seen Beloved in theaters? In I, theaters, I was like, I was like fucking eleven. It was another. She had to. She wanted to take the day off. Huge Oprah fan. <laughs> And, yeah, I saw both those movies. This man was scarred you. I know. She wanted me to make sure I knew. That's why I don't like what people do. <laughs> it's like, they like, you gotta watch these black movies. It's like, if it was in the 70s, you had to watch Roots. That's not a good thing to watch. And then you gotta look at some people. Like, remember the movie Time? Have you ever seen Time to Kill? Yes. You do not like white people after that movie for a second. You no. like, and you are very much married to not a black. So, it's like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. Rosewood is pretty bad too. Rosewood is interesting, but not as bad as Time to Kill. Cause like Rosewood, you were like, "Not her. Why'd you get her? Uh, Time to Kill. You keep asking questions. Did they rape the girl that you also tried to kill? It's like it's so many things, and it's like Samuel Jackson. I was like, I'm not mad at him. He that was the plot and shaft. Christian Bale was a racist. He clocks Omar. What's his name? Epps. Is it Omar Epps? Yeah. Hits Omar Epps with like a some object and he dies, and then Shaft like has to go against this racist, rich, killer. Buster <laughs> Rhymes is in it. Like, <laughs> have you seen that one? I haven't seen. I've, it's been a while since I've seen Shaft. It's like two thousand two, three. It is very funny. Sometimes people don't realize that black people have the arsonists of movies that we have watched that everyone else is like. I've seen that. What was it? Down to Earth or um, the what is it? That slapped. Chris Rock. The Chris Rock movie, low key, is the Disney movie that everyone talks about. That that blue guy that Jamie Foxx played. Osmosis Jones. No, Osmosis Jones. That's what's that's uh that's Chris Rock. You said the blue guy. Yeah, but that was the Disney. The Disney movie about oh Soul. Soul. Oh 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 yeah yeah. yeah I think yeah. like yeah, Down to Earth is what. Oh, it's, it's oh. it's, it's, soul is down to earth. Okay. It's essentially the same exact movie. Oh. But no one else knows that unless you're black. You're like, I'm watching this shit for what? And then Tina Fey's a white lady. 
Oh, we should um, not have gotten her. Now she's in his body. I haven't seen so, but now that you said it's like down to earth. It's like down to earth in theory, but the problem is that they took someone's life before he's supposed to take his life. Um, and then the other person's supposed to like learn a lesson. Yeah. And you're like, what? But this is what he did. And the worst thing is like, he gets brought back to life from the one character Chris Rock's supposed to play, and then he gets killed. <laughs> the, the whole time because they've been trying to kill him the whole time because he's a rich man Oh. and then he gets one more time as a shot next time and he becomes a comic again it was like this is fucked up Chris Rock has played so many iconic roles yeah like, I think I Love My Life was one of my main ones such a stupid movie which one? I think I Love My Wife oh yeah when he um, almost cheats Kerry Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay. This is where it's an office of the wow, movie. Wow, I haven't seen that in a minute. I probably watched it like four or five times because uh, the girl named, I think, Christina. I forgot her name, but she played um, Maisha or Taina. She played Taina. I was like, oh, there she go. Oh, she grown up. Look at her. It's different because you know, it was important to people you used to have a crush on. You were like, oh. Could you ever like, imagine someone that you watched as a kid grow with you and they still became hot? You're like, yes. I had the biggest crush on Raven Simone. Oh, and you I'll... had a shot. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did have a shot. She, she became gay around like 24. She's probably always been that way. I and... think she always like both sex for a while and then she's just like girls. But oh. she said I was gay for a while. I watched her like herself through things. She said, I'm gay there. She, uh, she did a episode of a black lady sketch show. <laughs> um, With the, um, barber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she, she trenched it up for that. <laughs> she left, uh, her one for Raven. Yeah. Alright, we'll take one break. This is a commercial for the week. So this is my schedule for the rest of the year. If you want to see me, come out to Marcicade. That's in Winston-Salem. Marcicade, Winston-Salem on Mondays. If you want to see me perform at Brewer's Kettle, that's Brewer's Kettle in Kernsville, if you are a local. And that's on Wednesdays, Brewer's Kettle on Wednesdays. And I'll be at the Idiot Box on Thursdays. Every Thursday, I'll be at the Idiot Box. Wednesdays and Mondays. Those are different days. Mondays, Monday, Mondays is what we're calling it. That's what I'm calling it. If you follow me on social media, they'll see that there on Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's where I'm at. Kernsville, I will be at Viewers Kettle every week. And lastly, once again, the Idiot Box in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's Greensboro, North Carolina. Look it up on Rembrandt. There's a lot of events. You do have to get your tickets. But that's cool. All right. Back with the show. And we're back. Did you have a fun break? I did. I'm proud of you. You actually took a long break. My sister famously didn't realize that she was like, you taking a break? Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't move, though. <laughs> My bad. No, it's cool. I don't, I mean, hey, I'm in your space. This is like a visit. Like, this is like, secretly, I'm going to people's houses like, oh, so nice. Did you think my apartment was filthy as hell or no no i had a struggle feeling first off you're married to a woman and you're very much 
kind of a neat freak, Loki. Just like I kind of already see kind of how you her thought process is, and like some people. When it comes to, like, writing, like, you're already one of people that, like, has segments. And I learned how you, like, I learned that you said you did the beginning and the end, and you make maybe the middle. So, technically, that meant you're probably a clean freak. Are you a clean freak? Kind of. To an extent. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not, like erratic or no shit like that. Oh, I promise you, I'm such the opposite. I am a weird, messy person, but clean. Like, my mess makes sense to me, but once my room is clean, I'm like, I don't... Okay, I don't like this. Too neat. It's like I'm being punished for clean. You don't like your room clean? I like it clean. It's just I'm very chaotic as a person. It doesn't always show. Some people see it. But <laughs> I don't always like, oh, because like I watch so many shows, so I try my best to like, I watch mainly sitcoms. A lot of people keep watching like stand up specials, and I'm like, that's cool, but like, technically, that's four years to five years of a special condensed down to one hour. And I'm like, these sitcoms technically had a writer room, and I'm one of my goals is being a writer's room and listening to it and seeing the beats for like story A, story B. That makes more sense for me to watch. Yeah. What's your take? What do you watch mainly for your comedy and your screenwriting purposes? Uh, for screenwriting, I just... I'll, if I can find it, um, I'll download a screenplay. I'll read it. Then I'll watch the movie and then read the screenplay as I'm watching. I was bad about, like not watching the movie after I read the screenplay, then doing the watch and read at the same time. Mm. But now I uh now I, I watch the movie after I read it. That's good to do a double watch. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of movies and I'm not gonna lie, these are the moments. Basically it's like Loki like rom coms. So what's your favorite rom com? Man, I don't I told you last I don't really fuck with rom my favorite Okay, we'll just do a get what uh, It says forty year forty year old burden. Really? Uh, <laughs> I mean it just I respect that. It's just such a it's I don't wanna say movie. it's a, like such a dude rom com. It's a very dude rom com. But it's I just saw bros. So like to be honest with you, it's a gay movie that has so much masculine energy in it that I was like, oh god. It took seven times to watch it, and then I reviewed it, and then I had to make sure I was like, all right, this is how the story beats go, and I, like, literally understood how I did it, but I was like, Why did it take you seven times? Why did you watch it? Because I didn't watch it all the way through. So you had to keep starting over? I didn't even start over, because I I have a strong memory, you know, trans marriage, and (laughs) um, Billy Eichner says the gays. Seven times near the beginning, like gays are so stupid. The gays want this, the gays are this, the gays are this. And I'm like, as one gay, I don't say that as a comic. It's like you're having these generalized conversations about people. It's like, imagine you saying the blacks or the mix. The mix are so annoying. The mix are fucking it up for, for the other mix. It's like, I don't. I don't, I don't need this. And then the other guy, <laughs> it took so long. And then it finally got to a sweet spot where I was like, oh, okay. I can pull something now. 
it's a weird world building of a movie, but it's a good movie. It's just like, oh, God. So, is, so is he playing a straight guy? No, he's gay as fuck. Both characters, gay. But at the same time, the other one's very masculine looking. And Billy Eichner is very homo. Ugh. But the wildest thing is how they even get turned on is by, like, thrusting at each other. Like, have you ever seen two people just play wrestling? Yeah. Then they start fucking. I was like, this is... Oh. Uh, okay. I don't... I don't need this. I said, like, I, I don't... Oh. Like, of the two gay com like, movies that happened, it was that, and it was Fire Island that happened this year. And I was, like, trying to review it from YouTube, and I'm like, I'm trying my best. I'm gonna show y'all that I care for all gay movies. I care about all the different type of movies. And I did that one, I was like, I wish I chose Fire Island. But I could not, did not choose Ron Island. I was like, did it? I hope that if they had romance promoted on this, I would have chosen that. Mm. It sucks, because, like, rom-coms is a big deal to me. But, like, what movie other than that? Because I can go down the lines for your version, like, from start to finish. What's one of your favorite movies? My favorite? Top ten. Man. Uh, I hate questions like this. <laughs> Because it's a favorite, it's a, one of your favorite, it's like kind of like, what I'm saying back is like, what are your favorite moments about a movie? Like that idea. Because like as a screenwriter, what's one of your favorite things? Is it the plot twist? Or is it when they get to the climax, you're like, yo, that part. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't even know where to start with that <laughs> It's different because you're a screen, you're, you're um, well, you can do more series. What's a show that you like and you can come back to a lot? I I watched Married with Children again. Really? Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Brock Meyer. Brock Meyer. That that was on AMC. It's Hank Azaria, Amanda Peet. Um, you know who Amanda Peet is. Mm-hmm. She's in that. Uh, and what's uh, everybody hates Chris, the the younger brother. Of that actor. Is it Tyler Williams something? Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's in it. And Hank Azaria, he plays Brockmire. He's like this disgraced uh, sports announcer. And he has to go to the small town and do sports casting for this really shitty small town baseball team. Oh. And Amanda Pete is like the manager of this shitty team. And they wind up fucking... Uh, but he's like a drunk. He's an alcoholic, at least in season one. And it's four seasons. Uh, it's ended. But that that's kind of what I've been watching recently. Um, I respect that. That's... Old Whose Line Is It Anyway? When they were in really? the UK. When it had like uh, Clive Anderson as the host. Way before Wayne Brady was on. <laughs> uh, that... Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. That's normal. I'm all over the place mostly all the time. I've watched since last week probably, let's see, Family Guy. That's my, like, good, like, white noise. The current season of that, I watched <laughs> Happy Endings, like, the second and then the first season. And then it got to the third, and it was trying my best to keep making me watch more stuff. I Hulu low-key. Be about that life. People are like, what? You're not done. Here's another show. And then, technically, I was trying my best to watch more movies. But, I don't know. I think I watched... I, I've not watched that much because I've been so much... Like, it's been such a continuous week of comedy that it's been, like, hard to watch anything. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've been recently watching Housewives of 
of Potomac. And they're a lot. They have a lot of um, colorism in it. Sure. Yeah, it's a hard thing to talk about because you're like, as someone that's kind of like a brown, but also not the darkest of the brown, I can't understand it, but I've slept with all versions of black. Except albino. Damn it. I have not had that pink ass dick. But other than that, <laughs> it's just, I've never, I don't, I don't like the idea of that, but it is a lot of classism sometimes in every, every everyone. Because, mm-hmm. like, famously, there are Asian people that technically bleach their skin just as much as, like, after, like, black people do too. Like, there are Jamaicans that bleach their skin too. And y'all always like, that's crazy, but, like, you get treated better. So it's like, what do you want us to do? I wouldn't do it, because that's wild to me. I love my skin complexion. But technically, it is a wild thing that people just naturally do. Classism is based on that. There's a whole, like, one series that I watch that's like, I watch a lot of Thailand series, and it's like Boys Love. And one of the characters was like, I like that, like, pale skin. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Because you're yellow. That's not good, friend. Love your yellow brothers. Why you got you love the you have the pales? That's not cool because they got pale pearly skin. The pales. The pales. <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny thing to go down that line path. Like I don't, cause like I don't know. Like I've seen a lot of different like women and men. I've never like always been like, mm, you know what you you so tan. I was like that's mm. not a thing for me. Yeah. It's a weird thing to compliment that part of someone. It's like, what? My skin tone is what you're complimenting me? But that's what happens a lot of times with dark-skinned people, too. Like, look at you. You're so chocolate. You're so special chocolate. You're like, really? You're so caramel. Yeah, I've never been called a food. <laughs> um, About someone? No, I've never. That'd be a wild thing if someone did that to you, because you'd be like, yo, we was kicking it. And, I mean, I thought they felt me and everything. And then they called me caramel. But like caramel, they was really specific on the caramel complexion. I don't, I don't want, I don't, I wasn't allowed to give me some head, but I don't know. Not now. It's too different. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up the moment. <laughs> you fucked up the, you fucked up date night. Oh, well, that's a good movie. Love Stinks. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That's what I call a rom-com that goes so after. Uh, French Stewart and um, I don't know. Bill Bellamy. Yeah, Bill Bellamy and then Tyra Banks is um his wife. His wife and then this other girl. I forget her name, but it's so it's Bridget, such uh, Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. When I say her and French Stewart, that iconically. Well, I mean, this is one you chose, but I could go on this any day. It's funny because it's still vignettes because they're literally like, and it's not a real vignette. It's like. These two main characters, and that's all it is. But they literally be like, all right, they to marry. And then, oh, no, they hate each other. Oh, because you meet them at the, like, middle, at the end. Uh, and then they go, it's full on <laughs> Tarantino style. <laughs> and then they get married. And then at the end, they're not married. And she, he just, and she get, gets his life back. She made him bald one time on one part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, all oh, Martin, well, no, um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid movie. And the sex is fucking outstanding. As in, yeah. outstanding fucking. 
Yeah, that's a good movie. And that's my favorite line. It's your fucked up date night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gay now. I'm gay now. I like show tunes. <laughs> she shot him at the chest. Yeah. <laughs> she, she shot me in the ass. Yeah, she, she shot me in the ass. The nice films sometimes. Woo. They're good. I was like, that's what I go back to. That's, they're not even that problematic in them. It's like, this is just funny. At least they have diversity. It's like me liking Spice Girls. I said, like, they're so diverse. I don't know what it, it's, this what this said about me then, but when <laughs> Spice World had came out on VHS, I think I just finished sixth or seventh grade. I was in middle school. I was like, for my graduation present, I want that movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't like a fan of the music. They were just all high British shit. It sounds like you wanted Spank Bank, and you just didn't want to say that to your mom. The hell was that? Spank just... Bank. Yeah. Porn. Sp- like a porn site <laughs> or a type of porn. No, that's what it's just. Oh, so you got like. Porn that's like in this. this oh, movie. you're saying I'm worried because it was porn? No, it's not porn at all. It's a movie. But like all of them were high, so you're like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. spank bang. Oh, oh, that's what, okay. It just sounds like you were horny, technically. You're like, I watched it, but also they're all hot. You had Spicy. Not Spicy. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, my God, I don't know their names. Their names. Spice Girls. Sporty. Sporty. Ginger. Ginger. Sposh. Baby. And Scary. And scary. I thought it was so funny that they made the black woman that I was like, wow. Oh, they're doing the roar thing. Was... They did do the roar. So technically, they're not wrong. Does she had the most hair. <laughs> That's the racist part. <laughs> no, she did. She, she had... did have a lot of hair. She wore cheetah print like most of the time. I know, but God, that scary. You know how many people love cheetah prints adults? But she chose that name. I think she did too. And I think she didn't realize what she Because she couldn't did. say caramel spice. If she called herself Caramel Spice, that would be such a funny thing or for any spice. white kid to be like, I love Caramel Spice. I love Caramel Spice. Caramel. That's what I'm saying. Caramel. I love Caramel Spice. What What else What could have else she could have been called? It is very funny. I don't... She, they, they changed her name a lot. Because it, it is called Scary Spice. But they also, all the time they say it, they'll be like, Mel C. Scary Spice. If you ever go back to any of the interviews, some of them be like, I'm not doing this. What? Nowadays, they'll be like, one of the legends of Spice, because you be like, I'm not saying it. She'll do it, because she don't give a fuck. But other people are like, mm-hmm, I'm losing my job over this one. And that's funny, because like, the politics or like, the ways people move now, it's not like it was in the 2000s. A lot of racist shit happened then. People will touch your hair like a crazy. Yeah. It's wild. It is. But that's normal. I don't know. I think it's amazing. Ooh, what's your favorite moment with your wife? I'll say you can say her name. It's bad to have to know your wife. Uh, her name's Sarah. She's a... No, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, her name's Sarah. She's a metalsmith, an artist. Yeah. Um, you and together... Married for seven, together, dated for three... Till together 2010. 10. I, mean, I know that's how it's better if you just say we've been together 10. Oh, no, I'm not gonna lie. People do a lot of stuff. I recently saw a thing where someone 
counted the days they were together. They didn't say weeks. They said days. I was like, not y'all saying 200 days. Bitch, can you just say six months? <laughs> Back to Sarah. How'd you meet? Uh, in college. Um, I would come up to Radford where she went. I was in Virginia. Uh, it's both in Virginia, but I was living like three hours away from there. Ooh. <clears throat> I drove up and I would see her occasionally. It was kind of those like we were missing each other type things until it just lined up. Oh. But yeah, I was kind of. I would net. I respect her. Come on, you met. How did you know she was the one? Uh. This is not about promotion night. That's always sacred to people. Just, just, just do like yo issue. I don't. I don't know if you can. There's like really a moment where you know. I don't think there's never a moment. It's like many moments because you're like yeah, it just, you yeah. What's one of your favorite times before you were like married that you're like you like yo? I was with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, we uh, went to this <laughs> wedding rehearsal. Did we go to the wedding. No, it was uh, the wedding we went to a uh, friend of the family's at the time back in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I had stayed at uh, their old apartment where I was staying at when I was in college finishing up. And it, it dude, we just smoked and hung out with old friends that I grew up with and just fucked like all weekend. Yeah. And we weren't, I think we were, I don't think we were married then. We were just dating. Yeah, okay. What's one of the most, like, recent memories since both of your birthdays are very close together? What's one of your favorite times this year? I just realized I said that shit. What? <laughs> what? Oh. We, we had fucked like savages on this. I mean, hey, that's normal. Look, I'm not gonna lie. It's it was very... the magic of the, of the weekend. Oh. <laughs> so, that's... You asked me, so. I know. I, I didn't see it was a problem. Yeah, like I said. Oh, damn. I can't record. I can't listen. No one can listen to this. I say a lot of wild things. It's very funny because I'm not going to lie. I'm probably more G-rated on this podcast than anywhere else. I've said a lot of wild things on stage. Yeah, I don't like that I do that. Or right. I just, like, I know it's going to keep happening with saying wild shit. Like, oh, the No Nut November and. Oh, that was funny. It was interesting because I was like, you're very whole lot married. What the fuck? It felt like... It was not the wildest to me because it got a lot of laughs. But the worst part about it for me was like, but he's married. Why would you do November? Because that's the because I am married. I guess it'd be easier if, if you were single, single. If but you're it's single. Like if I'm over. single, why would I want to do that if I go out like every night and get lucky? Whereas if I'm married, I'm like that's who created this. I, I do. You don't think you realize who created this shit? No, it's I know. Never, I know who did it. I don't know who really created it, but literally the wildest shit to me is like, so you're not gonna nut on November? What for? Like it does not improve cancer. It does not lower no chances. It it's, just gets your libido back. It was them incel boys. That's that's who started. It, <laughs> it, was, it, it was right it was those wing incel boys. That's why I heard it. They they said you know. If you do it, you'll have more testosterone, more like, mm, you'll be more of a man if you just hold it in and don't. Why not? You feel for those 54 days. Dude, you it's not the fucking awful. Yeah. It sounds like it would. I mean, no offense, but the worst thing I've ever called someone is that you have in-house, you have in-house pussy, and you don't want like, all right, 
Yeah, but I can go ham on the in-house pussy after I accomplish this thing. It sounds like a goal for those people that like that stimulant. But, like, after watching this one episode of Sex and the City, Charlotte meets this guy. And, like, he used to fuck like crazy. But now he's on his pill. And he won't get it up. And then she asks him. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to take this pill. And he's like, so good. I'm so smart. I don't need this. So he's an incel. In theory. And he's like, so you take this whole pill just not to have sex. But he had so much pussy in the past. He good. Right. Whereas you married. What are we doing? I think it's funny. I think it's a good concept. It's like, no, what is it? Sober October? Yeah. The alliteration gets you. Mm. I heard someone say, I was like, that is true. I, what is this number then? Because this is funny. Other than Countdown to Christmas. I call it Prove Your Love Day. Santa yeah. edition. No. I think it's very funny. I don't know. I just wanted to accomplish another, like, it's a side quest. It was a side quest that you really needed to accomplish? Yeah. Like, like a hidden trophy. <laughs> I didn't know nothing November while I was married. Mm. And she just said, I want the dick. And you were like, oh, what do I do? I got to day like 15. I'm going to be for 15 days strong. No, it helps the color. That's why I'm, that's why I'm so primary. <laughs> Get mine. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> we'll take a break. And we're back. This is the saddest part because it's almost the end. And then I got to go because, you know, I've overstayed my welcome. What? <laughs> it's a joke. I hope I never have. I'm very Southern. <laughs> my grandparents be so pissed. Be like, we taught you to be a gentleman. You're fucking up. How do you feel your comedy career is going so far? It's going good. I'm liking it. Yeah. Still bombing. Still saying weird shit when I couldn't. Or shouldn't, sorry. Um, not really. I think it's funny. You're a year-end. So, technically, you're still stronger than most year-end people. But your comedy has such a different like viewpoint than most. I can Most of the time with you, you have a lot of direction with it. So... I don't think it's ever an odd thing you're saying. It's just, you just have to, like, you know, fine-tune. But that's just because, like, you're still doing probably, like, new shit, new shit, new shit. And soon you'll be like, here's the oldies. Polishing the oldies. Old, I did old shit at L.A. show. That's good. I'll do old shit if it's not here. Or I'll do <laughs> old shit, like, if it's a show. Yeah, that's the goal. Most people don't know this. Your new shows are for mics. But when you're booked for a show or you're getting booked for shows, that's really sometimes what they look for yeah. is that's what they heard. They're like, all right, here, go, do you. But, like, as a creative, they can't really say why they hired you. It's just your shit that you know that you know well and that, you, that is great. It's like, oh, he knows this set. I can trust him enough with this set. Yeah. That's good. And technically, I mean, everyone says something wild. I don't, you did a great monster cave. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun week. Technically two weeks in a row. Yeah. So I know there was one point I wasn't, I didn't go for a while to monster cave. Hey, a lot of people don't go to a lot of places all the time. Yeah. We just got day hodge back. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he was here too? Okay. Yeah. I bullied that though, because I was like, it's time. It's wild that what's it called? I'm a very nice boy. What are they doing with the host? 
uh, stuff. Have you heard anything with that? I haven't heard anything. I just came up with my concept of like, this what we could do. So, Monster K is in Winston, North Carolina. In case you don't know, yes, I do have a commercial for it. Winston, North Carolina, it's on Arcadia Street. Monster K has six nights of music themed things where they have like a lot of local bands and then they have touring bands come and then we have comedy nights. So we have open mic comedy. That's what me and Antonio are, open micers. Also, we are comics. That means we get booked enough. We talented. Very fucking talented. Never not. <laughs> Never forget that. But more of the story is we have a host. His name is Philip Warren. He's leaving for Texas. He's leaving for Texas because he's funny and he's trying his best to make it in another scene. And since we, at the moment, we don't know what we're going to do with the next host and who should be the next host. My option for myself as an option was we should have a revolving host. That way people that are getting booked, that need to be booked more, can also learn how to host because hosting can get you more gigs technically as well. And if you're polished enough to know how to keep the keep it pushing and making sure you're great at it, it helps. My idea is people that do both the idiot box and monster cave, because that's smarter. Because the idiot box is a comedy club that's in Greensboro, North Carolina, and monster cave is in Winston, so that also shows that. We are trying our best in the triad to be funny everywhere we go. So for me, for like when he leaves, I would say me do a week, you and anyone else that you feel like has the chops. Seth Kerman was not a bad host. No. It's just he did not set, set the room up properly in the way that he should have. I was like, why did you do that for him? Gotta see your set first. But yeah. What about you? Any projects coming up? Um, I'm working on this TV pilot about a uh, comedy about this like he's like this 25 year old. Uh, he's uh, about to be married, so he's been engaged for like two years. Oh, uh, he's not feeling it or her. He kind of feels trapped, and uh, one of his homies is like a a, a big music head. Mm-hmm. The way I have it mapped, his homie at the end of this season leaves for L.A. And his homie is, uh, the main character is still at home, but he's just starting to, like, go to open mics and shit like that. Oh. And uh, somebody from L.A. comes here, some uh, female character that I'm, I'm working on. She, uh, she used to work... <laughs> She was an assistant director on a porn studio. Oh. But it was good money. She she wasn't, like, in it. She she didn't really care. She's an like, executive she, producer. Like, she can be around it, not, you know. Not in it, no. But she was only in it because she wanted to shoot a documentary about, like, human sexuality. So mm-hmm. she figured she can make good money and, like, take what she's learning in porn and apply it to this documentary. Yeah, that's so a great plot. she leaves L.A. and comes back to where the main character is and she starts getting in comedy. That's kind of what my season one is. Um, Oh, those two are the main characters? Yeah, and him uh, leaving his his fiance saying, you know, having the balls to do that. Um, Yeah, and just writing about, like, the scene. 
Mm. That's going to be the grab, I, I feel. Like, we all know what it's like. Yeah, we do. It is very gritty. This scene, this our scene is lucky. Um, I said already on an episode. I said on multiple episodes. We're in a comedy mecca. We're very lucky to be in a comedy mecca because we have seasoned comics and we have newbies. Yeah. We have our very young people that have done it maybe for like two or three months, one year, seven months in, three months in. I'm three years, and you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way through. We have all those type of comics, and all our people are very helpful. Yeah. And we're very supportive of each other. This is not normal. No. But the coolest part about it that is that when you see someone that's like keep coming, people start talking to that person. Like yeah. everyone does a different version of like when they start talking to people that come to mics and everything like that. Some people feel it the first time. Some people suck the first time. And both of them will come back differently. The one that be like, yo, I fucking suck. They'll come back and they'll keep coming until they find it, find their gripping. Like find their like groove and find what they're supposed to talk about or their like their like beats. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone that's like good the first time like, I gotta fill up again. Yeah. Coming back next week. And then <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> and that's happened this year along with two people that in particular I could just say like off my top of my head. And then comics like you are very special because like I probably talked to you probably your first time you did it or second time you did it. I was like, all right, hell yeah. Have you heard of the idiot box? And then be like, all right, this is where you can go. Mm. And then you came, you started right before the festival, last year festival, and you were there most of the time. <laughs> oh, God. And you had on freshman. Oh, don't talk about that. You had some. <laughs> I was like, why was he having this on? Because I was desperate. It's cool. The wild shit is that you were so fucking funny. So I was like. Still, dude. It's wild of me. No one said, like, take that off. Like, I mean, I was like, well, at least he's interesting. But <laughs> it's different because, like, with you, you kind of you kind of can't tell everyone certain things. Because that's my thing about, like, I've had, like, a general rule after I said one thing to one person. I'm not saying shit unless you ask. And that was an outfit choice. And I was like, that was a gay black fat. I, what am I doing? You're a cool too. And I'm like, well, he got a wife. She's cool with the, the little part where it says freshman. She'll fuck him still with that on. Hey, what do I need to tell him this for? Oh, okay. <laughs> in theory, I'm not married yet. So it's like, I mean, and then, in, and also in the process, like, even when I ever get married, I don't think he cares. No. We see butt ass naked. What are we doing? Yeah. That's a wild thing. But also, it's kind of amazing to see, like, all of your rises. Your comedy class is very, like, very different than, like, anyone I've seen before. Like, all of you have strong points of view, and all of you hit different parts. So, like, all of you understand comedy enough. You also understand crowd work enough to be, like, there with it. Yeah. You've done a lot of fun stuff, though. You remember that time that you brought the crayons on stage? Yeah. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, that's like... That was still pretty new. Yeah, but you still had a funny-ass concept. I saw that same box of crayons, and I said... For some Why? reason, I thought they'd be, like, fucking limited time. Like, we're only putting them out this year. No, they're right? still out there. Yeah, yeah. I still was like, this is a wild thing. Because, like, one, there's a comic that's very seasoned and everything like that, and she didn't know she was black. And then she was 
drawing with the like everyone else had the same peachy color and she's dark skin so they're like no you're brown who nicole buyer oh no. <laughs> no you're brown here's the brown crayon yeah. And everyone has this peachy ass like color, like, all right, we coloring that skin, we coloring that skin. And she was calling herself the wrong thing. And it was like that's how she found out she was different than everyone else. Um, that's so fucking stupid but funny though. Uh, Imagine going to a white ass school and your ass was like, Well, everyone else is white. Why not me too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you color washing your damn self for that wild ass life. <laughs> <laughs> But now, I mean, my first year is interesting. My year was COVID. Imagine starting from a showcase, comedy showcase, coming to literally three mics, and then COVID. And then come back wearing a mask. We had mask mics for so long until the lift came out. And that wasn't until March 2021. Wait, when did you start? I started 2019 in December. 2019. So COVID happened in March. Then my birthday's the next month. That's when I turned 30. My birthday alone is the interesting thing in the world. Like to be like, what? how did you turn 30? Five guys, but COVID, five guys. What did that mean? We went inside with masks and we had to leave with the mask. They didn't even have to pin us out no more. Oh, five guys. Five guys. I thought she meant. Oh, you thought I had sex with the five guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that slutty. I've only done one-on-ones mainly. I've never done a three-way. <laughs> I don't know why. It's normal because, like, we all talk on stage. This is why he does. He, he thinks that. But I'm always like, one person said they signed with two sodas. And, like, you're going to do that like you did with someone before. I was like, no, I've never sucked two dicks at one time. Nope. That's too much pressure on me. I'll watch it. I will watch. But I don't want to perform like that. Well, yeah, my birthday from that year, five guys eating that. Next year, going to Baltimore for like, I don't know, the second time. Be like, I love you. I want to spend my birthday with you. And then the next year, doing improv on your birthday. Not going to lie, this next year is just going to be very, I think it's on Monday or Tuesday. If I don't have an album release, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But, you know, because you know, that used to be the release day for albums. It was Tuesdays. Who's just recorded one recently? So many people. The uh, Matt White. Yeah, he just recorded one. Yeah. I wanted to go see that, but also I was like, I'm not driving that far. I still have. I I know him by name. I haven't seen him yet though. I've never met him either. Yeah. It's very funny to have all the black comics. We met each other. I met one person at the um festival. He didn't get in the festival because I think his tape was bad. Not his, not the jokes, just. The video quality wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm coming. He's like, he came for his other person. I think he was there to see T. I don't know his last name. I just know he's from South Carolina. His name is Michael. And I was like, oh, wow, we know each other. And that happened like several times the last few months. We're like, oh, we know each other. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's so creepy. Because yeah. we're doing that instead. But that's actually how I met my guy the same way. I imagine going to Facebook. Well, I was going to do it with somebody regardless. I'm friends with at least four, at least three thousand gay black males. Jesus Christ on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah, a lot of homos love each other, friend. 
it's weird because I was cute that one time and that's what happened. They got that one photo that I left up for a while and that my friend count went from like, I think 400 friends to 2000 within like the next four or five months. And then I got like hot for a while and then that's how I got almost down to 5,000. And then I just lessened it because I was so, I lost interest. I lost interest easily. You ever heard of the four day process? The four day process? Mm-hmm. No. So you've been married for a while, so you probably got lucky. You ever met someone the first day and you were like, yo, it's you. Ooh, something about you. Infatuation. Day two happens. Ooh, it's you. Mm. And then you like like them kind of, but then that third day happened and one of you both of you have to go to work. So you like kind of talk, good morning, and maybe see something in even, and then day four happens. And then one or the other one leaves the other one on red. Uh-huh. That's the fourth day. And then after that, you don't talk to them ever again. I have at least probably 2,000 of those of the last before I met my guy. Because that's how, like, that's how many friends I've had because of that. And, like, a lot of them like you because they're my physical attraction. And then half of them aren't attractive either. So it's also like I'm doing you a favor, technically. Not because you're ugly. But God, mama loves you. God loves you. I love you in theory because you'd be the killer. But, like, I mean, it just happens. And now I'm most of the people, because I'm friends with them so long, they just get the podcast. Uh, it's my residuals. Oops. It's just like having that ex that you still talk to. You don't know why you still talk. Same thing. I don't think I... No, I don't talk to anyone. You don't talk to any exes? No. I don't think you kind of could. It's been 10 years. So weird. It is wild. I think I, I have one on my Facebook, but we don't... It's more like a, a like here and there. I only have situationships from my past. So a lot of them come back for residual ass or dick. And I'm always like, you know, I'm with someone. And they were like, what? You? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, what? You? And I'm still like, the fuck? It's like either I'm ugly or you thought I was ugly. Being an other is interesting. Because, like, technically, you, since you're mixed, you get maybe, like, both crowds of the white and black, like, that whole divide. But when you're fat, and also just that's what people look at sometimes, and I'm like, I'm very attractive, but they don't feel that I know that as I don't, like, I have overconfidence. <sighs> so many Africans have proposed to me. Because <laughs> they thought, I think, they think they're the best option. And it's like, I never wanted to be a nine-day fiancé. I've seen the show. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I saw one episode for uh, that reality show Cha Cha has. It was the it was the first one he had. He had Tori and uh Deaj on it. And I had never seen the show prior. And boy, it was one African with this like bus looking white woman. Oh yeah. He was like Nigerian or some shit. And <laughs> it was <laughs> it's so it's a, it's a, such a wild show. Like yeah. to watch it and as a screenwriter, you could not make that up. Every last scenario you're like, what the Just that Nigerian and the, and the busted white woman alone, I can just take them and just build something around that. They have like a like a subplot or some shit. Like <laughs> these dumb motherfuckers have like the diamonds the whole time. Like some man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's a it's like a gold mine of like 
material there yeah. that you can just do. There was a one person on. We wrap it up after this, but it's so funny. One guy cat house fished a woman. He lied about the house that they were at, so he dressed like a. He was dressed really nice and sharp while he was going. She's in Haiti, I think, and both of them are Muslim. And he was like, "This house." We went to this. They went to the broken home, and it was worse than that he he car fished her first. So he came up in a shitty ass car, mm. and he dresses nice and everything like that. So you always been a. So she's like, I think he's a buster. Mm. He seems fake. He's fake the funk this whole time, and now I'm supposed to be with this. This is fucked up. Then he lied about that. Then he takes her to the nicer home and said, "Oh no, I live here." No, I was no. like. This is our first thing. They're engaged. You just told me I can't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is the weird premise. I think house fishing sounds stupid. It sounds like you're a realtor that keeps saying your house keeps getting sold. I'm taking your house. Oh, my bad is sold. I just wanted to get some pointers. Oh my god. <laughs> wild. It is wild. But also, it's wild moments that we had throughout the whole episode. Yeah. What's one of your favorite moments about me? Then I let you go. About you? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you're supportive of like everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone doesn't need support. <laughs> oh damn! No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you gotta hear what you said back. <laughs> you're supportive of people that also they don't need it. Yeah, like... Some people, it's very funny when you used to be supportive, because sometimes you were like, you're funny, but also you scare me. Right, it's shit like that. And there's sometimes that I give people notes over time. Like, I don't say I give notes to everyone, but sometimes I'm like, I think you need this now, it's time. You <laughs> 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 be like, damn, you just say you protect. I said I protect some of y'all, but some of y'all, nah. After a while, I'm like, I gotta listen to shit again. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, supportive, and, and like, if somebody just keeps saying wild shit after wild shit, like, set after set. Oh, you think I'm laughing at them? I'm laughing at them. That's what I'm saying. But and even they, with that, you're like, good job and shit like that. You oh, you have to say I'm yeah, like, it is wild. Even to though say- they talked about like how you know their dad like pulled their like Looney Tune draws down and like yeah, that was a wild man. Yeah, and you and I was like, that's what I'm saying. I you should have seen it because he came to view his cat and I was, as I was a host thing oh, and man. he was getting drunk and he was already high and I was oh, like, oh, man. and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And then he finally stopped coming because I was like, he only does it when he's drunk. And I was like, I don't think you like you in real life because you do not say this shit to anybody. Yeah. But what's worse is that when we were in the first year, you're going to say the wildest shit because some of this shit is trauma that you're getting through. And then the rest is like reality that you're just thinking about. And these are just hot takes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? COVID jokes we've gone through. And every time a new person comes in, you talk about COVID, they talk about porn. Every new person has a hot take about that. Some of them want to say the N-word. Now all white. And you're like, just say you're racist. It's okay. Some like type of N-word joke. <laughs> I want to say it. Like... I want to say it. I want to say it. But I see 16 black people around me. And I don't know what you're about to do. And we're like, well, yes, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find you online? Uh, Instagram. Uh, Tony O.L. Washington. Uh, and my website, uh, a, a link to that is in my bio as well. 
It's gonna be in the show notes as well. Do you have um? Do you have a YouTube? I do not. No, That's okay. No YouTube. No YouTube. It'd be a terrible thing. You have your Facebook separate page, or you want to follow? Oh, Facebook. Facebook is a uh, Tony L. Washington, same as the Instagram. I'm on Instagram more. That's normal. Well, thank you for having this time with me, and thank you for having this moment. How was it for you? It was great. Yeah, um, Tony's just not that big. Not that big of a deal. Uh, well, no, he's holding me hostage. <laughs> No, please don't, please don't take that. No, 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 no. I would never. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Um, thank y'all for listening. You can follow me at on all platforms, mostly Jermaine Orlando. Step on TikTok. It's called the the Jermaine Experience. Yes, because I'm extra, and I'm glad you had the experience with me. And I'll see you with the next episode. And that'll be a Monday. That'll be a Tuesday episode. Thank y'all so much. Oh.